0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Fly Perbole, Flype fam, whatever the hell I'm calling you these days. How you guys doing? I'm doing okay, I'm hanging in there. The weather keeps changing. Life keeps changing. I don't even know what to say. I'm joined today by the one, the only, Steph Driver. Steph, how's it going?
1: You know, I had an experience today of nature is healing. And I I needed to tell you about it. I'm excited. So (laughs) I left the house today, which is an event because who does that in in Uh, the now, right? Right, right. And I went to the liquor store because.
0: Oh, that—that's an extra adventure right there.
1: You know, I decided I had earned not one, not two, but three bottles of wine. I had earned it. I think you had. I got. I. Uh, I'll got a riesling. I got a merlot. I got a cab. So you know, we're you doing. Got to catch them all. Got to get them all. We're doing great. Um, and I got catcalled. No. So, which is, I know. You it's left that. It's like predatory ten minutes. and it's gross. However, it's been the first time in a very long time that someone had appreciated my yoga pants <laughs> as opposed to my couch. And I, I have to say, Steve, nature is healing.
0: <laughs> that's your sign that nature is healing. It's getting that's cat-cold. my sign.
1: Yes, nature is healing.
0: Congratulations, I guess.
1: Thank you. (laughs) It felt a lot like the before, and that's nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have trouble feeling like the before. I I try to leave the house once a day for a brief walk, and that that is always just kind of like, what am I doing here? Why? Why would I even do that? And then I'll go out on the weekends and I'll look around. I I don't miss people. Can I just go back to my cocoon and, and just burrow away?
1: yeah, that's a really good point, too. like the the six foot radius that they that is now in place, I would like to keep that, oh yeah, forever. I don't want anybody in a store standing within six feet of me ever again. I want all of my food delivery people to drop the food and then walk away. i don't I don't want to have to do the awkward exchange. Like, yeah. I know I ordered $60 worth of tacos for just me. I know that. There's nothing wrong with that. They're delicious. And yes, it's the third time I've ordered $60 worth of tacos for myself this week. Please don't make eye contact. It's bad enough. It's bad enough that Grubhub, the drivers will text you when they're back in your car and you just see the list of the amount of times that same driver has told you (laughs) that they're there with your food.
0: I've never even thought to do that, and oh. now I might have to take an adventure in the text oh, messages. Oh
1: God, it's so bad! It's so bad. And like, it's an adventure to look back through your your dining experiences. But if if you're in a if you're in a slump and you're ordering out a lot, as one does,
0: as one does. It's, I don't call that a slump. I just call that life.
1: Well, you know, sometimes it's a slump. Sometimes that's fair. Sometimes it's
0: sheer laziness. Like I,
1: it is sometimes it's I worked hard. I
0: don't feel like doing the shit,
1: but sometimes it's like, you know, I think I'm going to order from Shake Shack and it's a double shake kind of day. Which, again, I've done more than once during quarantine.
0: (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that.
1: It's a double shake kind of day. I could talk about food for the rest of this episode if you would like.
0: I'm honestly fine with that. I've discussed starting up food purboly before, and we can just do food purboly for the entire episode. That's fine. It's a brave new world. I'm figuring out the format. Let's talk about whatever the fuck. I could talk about food for hours.
1: Mm. Have you been to Shake Shack recently? Uh,
0: We ordered... We ordered Shake Shack... uh, I want to say like a month or two back, because we... I don't know, we've got a rotation, and... Every now and then you say, I really want to help the little guy, but I really want to eat a
1: goddamn Shake Shack burger. Yeah. So they had their holiday flavored shakes. And their sugar cookie or whatever the fuck they called whatever their sugar cookie shake was, was literally the nectar of the gods. And <laughs> I, I would order two of them, one with malt, one without malt. Well, of course, you know, you got to have that, variety, that malt variety in there. And like the nectar of the gods, the day that it came off their menu, a piece of me died.
0: (laughs) Did they have a hot chocolate one as well? Because I I think we ordered the hot chocolate shake, which is, of course, an oxymoron, but it is what it is. And it was delicious.
1: Once upon a time. Mark Madden. Oh. (laughs) Replied to a porn star. on twitter about buying her frozen hot chocolate and it was a big deal in flyers twitter this was probably at this point probably like 10 years ago
0: that is i i have to say that is such a a bizarre thing to think about is just how far back these flyers twitter references can go at this point there is a whole there's a decade plus of history now with flyers twitter and that's terrifying and yes, Mark Madden is just. I, I remember this a little bit because, again, anytime you can dunk on Mark Madden is a, a good time.
1: <laughs> He's so just vile. And that just tweet was just like. Disgusting. Oh, 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 oh
0: yuck. It's just like a, an intersection of disgusting things, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. It's bile in the back of your throat.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's totally it. Like, ew. <laughs>
0: And so I, the thing is about been, Mark this Madden is been that
1: fly hyperbole, <laughs>
0: Yes, I know. We can just end the episode right here. No, the thing about Mark Madden is also just like I I love when people will come in and defend him. And the closest I can think of as a a Philly I guess equal to that is maybe like Angelo Cataldi or something. And I can't imagine Ooh, any yeah. Flyers fan coming in and vehemently defending Cataldi to a Pittsburgh Penguins fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think who do people get real worked up about down here? Well, people
0: love to... Well, the thing is, like, I feel like the Philly sports fans, like, they, they don't really defend their, their hosts down here. It's yeah. more about... We actually just dunk on the local hosts all the time. Like, Ellie is a big one. I mean, I, I, oh. I, I can't even tell you how many times I have watched that GIF of him dribbling coffee down his shirt. <laughs> that is one of the funniest got funniest damn things i've ever seen it's so good
1: yeah he's he's another one that's just gross <laughs> didn't he was it him that threw the tantrum one day and threw off his headset and it was caught on video
0: correct that was a hundred percent him and yeah. just fuck professionalism time. Oh, <laughs> fuck, that guy. fuck exactly. that guy exactly exactly Ugh, i hate them all It's not great. It's (laughs) they're not great. I haven't listened. I I can't even tell you the last time I listened to sports talk radio. It's again, that's probably a decade plus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't even bother. I listen to podcasts and maybe Pandora in my car, but usually it's podcasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah podcasts and whatever you know old rock because i I, i'm very outdated i'm i'm too old for the the kids and whatever the hell they're listening to these days i'm the old man of flyers twitter here and i just gotta say get off my lawn
1: you know we had didn't we have a conversation this week or early or late last week about just like how old all of us are when we brought (laughs) in we brought in amen we brought in in sweet baby
0: (laughs) sweet baby amen true friend of the show though
1: and he is just a a child who has really lit us all up with some energy and conversation.
0: Oh, I know. It, it, this Slack was just completely, for those, I'm sure everybody's aware, I've mentioned the Broad Street Hockey Slack on here a yeah. few times. But our Slack chat is, it's bizarre. We've got so many deep cuts <laughs> going back many, many years. I get pinged for my name for things that have nothing to do with me constantly. Uh, and usually it involves Scott Hartnell. Steve Hartnell is a, a, a way back reference right there, and it comes up still to this day. But in recent recent weeks, it had kind of gotten a little bit like, well, we've all been in quarantine for so long that we just have nothing to discuss anymore. Yeah. And Eamon came in, and it's a lightning bolt.
1: Yeah. Which is good. He's a joy. But also, he's still in college, and... um. We are past my ten-year anniversary of graduating from college.
0: Oh, it's it's well past that for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. I think I'm hitting fifteen this year. I, I fifteen years, and okay. to put this in perspective, I was Scott Hartnell even a Philadelphia Flyer when I was in
1: college. Is the question? Ooh, that's a fun game to play. Ooh, was he a Philadelphia Flyer when I was in college?
0: Well, I'm going to find out right now, which everybody loves hearing me type <laughs> on the microphone. There's just nothing, no better sound in this world than that. All right, let's see. Scott Hartnell was a Philadelphia Flyer from 7 08 to 201314. So the answer is Scott Hartnell was a Flyer for... Actually, no, he, he wasn't if he... <laughs> started at the end of 07. So, no, Scott Hartnell was not a Philadelphia Flyer when I was in college.
1: He was for me. So, all right, at least we've got that.
0: Yes. (laughs) I don't even know if if Richards and Carter had come up at that point. I mean, we're talking Gagne. We're talking Forsberg. Those kind of guys when I was in college.
1: Oh, we're talking lockout when I was in college. Oh, yeah. the, The full season. Yeah
0: a great time to just lose all interest in hockey yeah which i didn't but it was tempting
1: i remember distinctly making fun of someone who played on the drexel ice hockey team and i was like your sport sucks it doesn't even exist right now
0: (laughs) and look where you are now
1: (laughs) and look where i am (laughs) in fairness i would still tell them that his sport sucks
0: Oh, no. Please like my sport will not enjoy that statement from you.
1: The fucking NHL today put out uh a statement on racism <laughs> against Asian and Pacific Islanders. Um I think I'm missing a word in there. I think they called it the AAPI, which I don't know what that stands for, so I'm trying to look that up. Um and they had to disable the comments on it. Like Ugh. that's how that's how good this league is. Um, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. So I was right, it it is it is AAPI. It's it's a very basic statement. The recent surge in violence against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders is senseless and reprehensible. The National Hockey League stands with the AAPI community and condemns. All acts of violence, bullying, and discrimination, we ask you to join us in demanding that everyone be treated with dignity and respect. And they hashtagged it Stop Asian Hate and disabled the replies. Oh
0: my god! Like, you would think that there is a, a statement right there that no reasonable person could disagree with. And then, right.
1: yeah, right. And and yet they know their audience well enough to be like, nope, we don't trust you.
0: <laughs> it's sad. It's very sad that that is the case. And it's justifiably the case. I mean, we've just seen too many occasions and I'm specifically looking at poor, poor Keandre Miller from when he was introduced to the fan base. And, and just too many situations where shit like that has happened when the door has been open And it's just it's sad. It's sad.
1: Yeah. I don't think I'm legally able to comment on K. Andre Miller. That's or fair. anything related to him and or the Rangers and or um, uh, whatever that guy's name is.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: It, it's really Oh, Tony D'Angelo. That's the other one. Legally, oh. I cannot comment on any
0: of this. I was going to say his name is just completely fucking irrelevant anyway, so it doesn't matter. It just does not matter in any way, shape, or form. Well, the you know, it, it, the fact of the matter is the Rangers fucking suck. They're at the bottom of the standings for a reason. Let's not talk about them. We don't need They're to talk about so them. They're
1: so trash. The whole organization I uh, I can't. But <laughs>
0: no, We don't need to talk about them. We we could talk about the shitty ass Buffalo Sabres who Ooh, lost. Yeah,
1: let's talk about how bad they are.
0: They lost to the Flyers 3 to nothing twice over the weekend, which a it, It's a that was Sadly, we didn't record before last night's game because that really, eh, it took the shine off of that that weekend series. Because that was just, it was nice to have two easy wins, which doesn't happen often for the Flyers. Mm -hmm. You can just breathe freely and and not have to worry about the specter over your shoulder that is the Philadelphia Flyers. And (laughs) two shutouts back to back. That shit never happens. I couldn't believe it. And then they had they just completely shit the beach against the Pittsburgh Penguins yesterday. Let's talk about these two 3-0 wins, though, because it was just, it was nice. It was nice to see them take care of business. And yeah, I'm sure the more negative parts of Flyers Twitter will come in and say, oh, uh, well, that's what they were supposed to do. Well, they don't always do what they're supposed to do. They got blown out by the friggin' Sabres earlier this year. So I will take these wins all day, every day.
1: They absolutely did get blown out by these same exact Buffalo Sabers earlier this season, so it was really nice to hold this team to no points and no goals, and have them all for ourselves. That was really great. Um, all of I the think guys caused
0: them to completely self-destruct too. Like they were doing bad beautiful. before that, but they really down spiraled after. After it's, facing and the Flyers yeah. getting shut out twice, like they, they are just a complete wreck. And it feels like Jack Eichel has gone from might be traded maybe to, oh shit, I think this guy's actually getting traded.
1: I love that. I hate Jack Eichel, but I respect his power grab when he decided to name himself as captain, GM, and coach of the Buffalo Sabres.
0: Sabres commander, I believe is the proper term.
1: My bad. Yeah, no, that's exactly what he is. Um, And then to just be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm out of (laughs) here. I I respect it. I think that more players should be doing what Jack Eichel has done and is doing.
0: I'm looking at you, Connor McDavid.
1: Oh, God. Connor McDavid, that ship has sailed. He has already lost all of his power there. It's just,
0: it's insane. They have two of the best players in the NHL. And you you already knew they were going to waste their careers, but it becomes more evident every day. And it's just, it's very, very sad for the game.
1: Yeah. Oh, he should have. He should have done the Jack Eichel power grab, but it's too late. It's too late for him. It's
0: I'll never understand why he signed a contract there for the rest of eternity.
1: I never will either. And it's not
0: like he made that much money. Like, he's already get, other guys are already making more than him on the contract and he's stuck in Edmonton. Edmonton!
1: Of all... Places. I mean, I guess they have COVID under control there, but still, ugh, it's too it's too late for Connor. Um, but Jack Eichel, see you later. Hopefully, not in whatever division the Flyers are in next oh season. God. I don't even know what they're. Are they going to just go back to what the divisions were? Are they going to keep these COVID divisions? How is that going to work?
0: I think they're probably going to go back to what the divisions were, especially with Seattle coming in so they can finally have even teams. Oh, true.
1: I bet, who do we think is going to complain the most when they go back? Hmm. Probably a team.
0: Not Boston. Well, actually, Boston might, because then they'll have Tampa Bay back in their division.
1: Right. I mean, Toronto, too, because. Oh, Toronto is loving this.
0: Toronto is cleaning up.
1: But they're going to complain when they get Boston back. Oh,
0: yeah. Because then they're automatically, I mean, it's either Boston or Tampa Bay winning that division almost every year, and Toronto's just, they're cleaning up right now. But then you just know when they're going to hit the playoffs, there's going to be some delicious Toronto tragedy.
1: Maybe that's actually something to keep an eye on, because if, if Toronto gets mad enough about going back to the other divisions, it may not happen. Hmm. I don't know.
0: Uh, I I mean, they've gotten pretty mad in the past and nothing has happened. That's true. Like, I feel like they talk such a big game and every now and then they'll get a small concession. But for the most part, they're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. And they don't do anything about it.
1: Right. Funny. Anyway, um, so Jack Eichel. Didn't play on Saturday, but did play on Sunday, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: That is correct, and what which is why Saturday was the easier win of the two. Saturday, I really, I I felt so comfortable in the third period, and I I can't remember the last time I I felt that way about the Flyers. Sunday, I had a a, a sense of unease for a good period of that game, and that is what a difference maker he is for that team. I mean, they are, he's that team, Mm -hmm. flat out like Panarin is that for the Rangers and Eichel is that for the Sabers.
1: Ugh. Yes. I'm I'm grouchy again about the team that plays in the train station because Panarin was lighting. not a Rangers very re- until very recently, but now he is and gross. I hate hating him. I know. That makes it worse because he's so good on the ice. A lot of questionable stuff has happened recently off the ice with him, and I don't know whether we are ever going to get any answers about what happened with Artemi Panarin back in Russia. Yeah. Yeah, that's that whole situation, I, I don't even know
0: where to begin. I don't either. That.
1: I don't either. Um, And I, I think that if there were anything to say, you and I both very obviously have spoken out against domestic violence every opportunity we've gotten. Okay. Um, but this situation is so complicated and so messy, I think, is the right word to use. Uh, messy is a great word. The political implications that I I don't even want to comment on it because it just seems like there's a lot more going on there than we know about.
0: It's not every day that you have a situation that could be influenced directly by a world leader let alone one of the the great like you know powers of the world
1: yeah so we're just not going to touch that and we're going to keep trying to talk about the buffalo sabers
0: yes yeah, so let's not end up on any you know any lists anywhere let's try and avoid that
1: yeah i'm going to i'm going to try so i also hate taylor hall now which i <laughs> Never really did. Sure, because he was pretty irrelevant. Yeah, I didn't even hate him with the Devils.
0: The only thing I hated with the Devils was the fact that he won MVP and Claude Giroux had an amazing year and didn't even like
1: Claude's trophy. Yeah. And that was rude. And I don't tolerate rude, so that was it for my relationship with Taylor Hall. (laughs) How rude? It was just rude. Fruit, Uncalled for. But he's still really good, and that's unfortunate. Um, they obviously didn't score any goals, so their top-ranked power play is no longer top-ranked, I don't think. That's a don't, shame. Don't fact-check me on that.
0: I won't. I guarantee. There's no way to find out. There's just no way to tell.
1: There's no way. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a really... They were really good games, They were fun, they were easy to watch, I enjoyed them, and it was nice to see Claude Giroux come back from the Rona and look as good as he did.
0: Yes, that was a breath of fresh air. And I I think it's been a long chronicled history at this point of Claude Giroux getting shit on, even when he's playing good hockey. Oh yeah. So it was nice to see him play, like, universally praised hockey that everybody could see and say, oh, that is good hockey. <laughs> oh, oh, that Claude guy. He is good. He is good. Oh, and he plays both ends of the ice. Who knew?
1: <laughs> we did. We knew. Oh, my
0: God. It, it, I nothing has driven me crazier. We talked about a decade plus of, of Flyers Twitter, and that's pretty much all been Claude Giroux's time. And nothing has dri- driven me crazier just over the shit this man has gotten. For a guy who's going to end up being a top all-time flyer, like, not the top all-time flyer, obviously, but he's going to be up there because he's up there in a number of records.
1: Didn't he just break one the other day? I can't... Oh, God, he did, and I can't remember what it was.
0: Now this I will actually look up.
1: Yeah, he broke... So he's... I know that he's second all-time for something, but I don't remember what it was. I know that they... I think they gave him a puck, and I can't...
0: Second all-time worst captain in Flyers history, obviously. Well, who's first? Well, the, the first worst is still Mike Richards, of course. But Oh,
1: duh, of course.
0: Of course, duh.
1: The that, that, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Complete My sarcasm, name.
0: folks, because I am a huge Mike Richards fanboy to this day, and uh, Claude Giroux is the man. But I think Jason Smith might still get the award for at least least relevant Flyers captain of all time.
1: <laughs> I think you're right.
0: Probably the most generic name, too, of the bunch.
1: Did did he spell it with a Y?
0: No, I don't think so. I think it was just a, a regular regular old Smith. Okay. Yeah. Nothing unique there.
1: I'm look. I'm looking this up too because I feel like this is something that should not be taking this long to find.
0: Okay, so games played, Claude Giroux is ahead of Bill Barber now. Uh, He has nine oh six. Bill Barber is nine oh three. Possibly games played. So
1: is he second there?
0: Yes, Bobby Clark. That's
1: what it was. There's
0: there's a considerable difference still between Claude Giroux and Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark has one thousand one hundred forty four games played for the Philadelphia Hockey Flyers. Claude Giroux 906. So a little bit of a mountain to climb. Not impossible though, not not undoable.
1: Yeah, then that had to have been it.
0: That seems like where it's at from everything I'm looking at here because points uh Claude passed Rick McLeish a minute ago. He's he's coming up on Brian Prop. He's 20 points away from Brian Prop right now. Nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, he'll which get would that put him easily this season.
0: Yeah, so if Claude gets easily, we well, shall see. There, it's got twenty little... points.
1: He should be able to do twenty points. How many games are left at this point? Um, a lot. We're only a third of the way through the season, but the rest of the season I think takes place in like two months. Oh my god,
0: these guys are just going to be completely wiped out when we get to the playoffs. Just yeah. exhausted, drooling on the ice, sleeping. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, but the good news is that everyone else will also be exhausted drooling and sleeping on the ice.
0: Well, then it's all about conditioning.
1: Yeah, which it's a good thing we had two guys that took all of last year off. <laughs> that was that joke was in poor taste.
0: No, I, I well, half of it was. No, it, it all was. It all was.
1: It was all in poor taste. But. <laughs> I appreciate both of those gentlemen very, very much.
0: I Even do so. though
1: I mean they're it's not, not a hot
0: take to say I appreciate them, especially I mean, I don't know. I, I feel I feel so bad for those guys because I feel like they're still ca- getting up to speed. They're still oh, yeah. getting a feel for the game. And I think a lot of people forget that in the course I, although I haven't seen I haven't seen a ton of criticism of Oscar Limblom. Because I I think everybody is very understanding of that situation. Also, Oscar hasn't, I I wouldn't say he's stood out per se, but he hasn't been hurting the team in any way. Mm -hmm. Whereas, Nolan Patrick, and I know, I don't want to speak too ill of Nolan Patrick at any point in front of you, Steph, because you will drive over to my house and coronavirus be damned, stomp my face in.
1: I know where you live now.
0: You do. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Yes, which is uh, still a very, very funny Thing that you were in that neighborhood. but, yes, Nolan Patrick, I think, has given people a little bit more i I think aggravation this year as far as his inconsistency in play. And i I think Nolan Patrick is amazingly talented. I want to get him. Back on track, but he's definitely taken more guff uh, than than Oscar, of course.
1: Oh, people love to hate him. Which they it's, it's become him. it's become entire personality traits at this point. Is hating Nolan Patrick? Fine, okay, great, good for you. <laughs> he's still what he's twenty two, just twenty two in September. Um, missed a year and a half of hockey. And he's keeping up out there. He's he's not playing great, but he's not playing poorly. Um, and I was listening to parts of this week's Broad Street Hockey Radio this afternoon. I haven't finished it yet, but um, I was listening to parts of it. And I think Charlie was saying um, that we don't know what Nolan Patrick's ceiling is. And we also don't really know what to expect from him, which is fair. Um, but I think that if we look at um, what he was doing with the Flyers in the two seasons prior, the 17, 18, and 18, 19 seasons, where you know he had 13 goals in each season and um, 30 and 31 points, in each season if that's what we're looking at at his floor like he's very clearly a a nhl player like he's very clearly at least a third line player and that's his rookie and rookie plus one season if you know if he can get i don't know what his stats look like this year i'm doing my best (laughs) What what do we got steve i hear you typing away
0: I'm typing away, That's and I'm here to be stat guy today. Uh, Nolan Patrick has two goals and three assists for five points in 19 games played.
1: All right, not great. not great. Not great.
0: But again, this is a guy who missed the entirety of last year, is still, I mean, figuring himself out as an NHL player. What I always look at with Nolan Patrick is the raw skill set, those flashes of brilliance we have seen from yeah. him. And I really feel like the coaching staff needs to find a way to get him up to speed. And again, a lot of that might just be him having to, I guess, get back to the the shape, the NHL shape, which is, it's tough. I mean, it, it, the NHL, I think people sometimes forget just how fast paced of a game it is. It's something yeah. that really might not come through on, te- I know for a fact it doesn't come through on television. You always see it when you're, when you get to the game, you're like, holy shit, this is fast. Right. And Getting up to speed has definitely been a struggle. But what I always look at with Nolan Patrick are those flashes of brilliance, those goals when he's get, his hands are so good. And yeah. how do you get those those passing skills? How do you get uh, those goal scoring skills out there more consistently for the world to see? That's really the the challenge and the question.
1: It is. And you know this the schedule this season is insane. So if he's already struggling to come back into hockey shape, and he has said many times he's a slow starter. So in in normal circumstances, we would be, what, 19 games into the season? What, like into November had the, the season actually started in October?
0: I think so. Something like that.
1: Like into, yeah. Like it's still early in the season in terms of a regular season he's a slow starter and he's trying to get back into shape i had are you ready for my crazy thought
0: i'm so ready for your crazy thought lay it on and me. i'm
1: i'm acknowledging that it's a crazy thought
0: let's galaxy brain this shit
1: so remember sean couturier when he was very young yes and being used i mean he was they're different hockey players different styles of player
0: sure well katoria has always been known for the defensive prowess like that is from day one what his thing was and then he added the offensive component in recent years when there were old men who were going katoria what does he even do whereas nolan patrick came in definitely with more of a reputation on the offensive side
1: but he's not bad defensively yeah, which I mean, I, I'm that sorry was a that very long pause. <laughs> I know,
0: I know. I was there was a recent play. It might have been in the Pittsburgh game where he was a disaster defensively. That was okay. on the tip of my. brain. It's very recent though.
1: Okay, all right. So he's not a disaster defensively. I'll accept I, that. I just like what if I don't remember what the rest of the thought was, but. It is. It was more like just drawing parallels to early Couturier and early Patrick, like maybe don't give up on this dude yet. Oh maybe yeah, maybe there's a skill set that he that we haven't seen yet. Don't give up on him.
0: No, and I think the people who want to give up on him are bonkers. They're insane. It, it, I've seen too many flyers get given up on this young, this early in their career that end up being just amazing later on. I'm looking at Patrick Sharp who did not get a chance here, got traded away for nothing, and ended up having a fantastic NHL career where I spent half of that career going, how do we get Patrick Sharp back?
1: Yeah. Do you know who I want to talk about next?
0: Who do you want to talk about next, Steph? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Joel Farabee.
0: Oh, let's... I could talk about Joel Farabee. I could talk about the bees. Oh, God, not the bees All day. I love... What this guy is doing right now. He's he's having an unbelievable season.
1: I am so happy that he's a flyer. And that he's just found the next level to his game. I love everything about Joel Faraby. And I'm, I'm acknowledging that he has a soul patch. And we're just... <laughs> we're rolling with it.
0: In the year of our Lord 2021, this man... Is still rocking a soul patch like he's two thousand nine Chase Utley.
1: Yeah, and we're we're rolling with it. He just turned twenty one. He just turned twenty one, and
0: he looks like I don't know. He looks like a seasoned NHL vet right now. He is. Yeah. He's the second best offensive threat on this team right now because Van Riemsdyk. I still can't believe we're talking about James Van Riemsdyk, just killing it having. His best year in, I don't know, forever, maybe ever. He's been amazing. But Farabee is right up there with him. Farabee has been just so rock solid. And I think the thing about Farabee that is very pleasing as a Flyers fan and and having watched this team for years with all their passers and they're very good passers. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) Farabee shoots the goddamn puck. He fires away and it's a thing of beauty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's. It's like the sniper that we've been waiting for forever. Oh, yeah. I love Joel Farabee. That was it. We don't have to. We could continue to talk about him, but that was all I wanted to say.
0: We could gush over Joel Farabee, but I think we're all doing the same thing. And every time he has the puck, you're watching and waiting because you know something special is going to happen. And that's a hell of a feeling. I mean... We've been talking for years about watching these kids like come up and play and and get in there, and we often forget how young these guys are in the the full spectrum of things. But it's very satisfying to see them come together, and see guys like Farabee and Sanheim and Myers, you know, see these guys really come together and and play some good hockey.
1: Yeah, we've earned this, like we really have. We sat Through here patiently. Years...
0: Watching Through all and of the
1: years of Paul Holmgren, like we've earned it. Oh, yeah. Well, the
0: end of Paul Holmgren is still so just painful to me in, in so many ways because I mean, for every good move, every brilliant move that man made, he made five crazy moves.
1: Yeah. That's his whole thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, you have the very divisive Ron Hextall who. Let's talk about Ron. Let's talk about Ron for a minute, because Ron is trader. in Pittsburgh. The Blood Trader. And we just had to watch. So the since the last time I recorded a full fly purply, Ron Hextall went and made his first very minor move against the Flyers, but it was like a, a little shot across the bow, when the Flyers put Mark Friedman on waivers, and Ron went in and snatched him up, which in the, you know, full range of things is not really a big deal because I like Mark Friedman, but he's just, he is just a, a regular ass hockey player. Right? He's, he's just not, a
1: guy. He's just a
0: guy, but you know, a little bit of a shot across the bow, right. To say like, uh, I'm going to take this guy from you that you probably could use this year with, you know, all the, all the person, the many games you're playing and, and potential personnel issues. So, you know, a little bit of a shot across the bow. And then of course, this goddamn game against the Penguins yesterday, Mark Friedman had to go and notch an assist. It just had to happen because why wouldn't it?
1: Why would that not be our live? Our, our live, our lives.
0: That is just, it's the most flyers thing to pos- The actually, it only would have been more flyers if he had scored a hat trick.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I Mark Friedman, I've never really cared about Mark Friedman From the beginning, like sure, college guy, he's fine, he's small, but fine. Literally,
0: every other college hockey player you're talking about, like, any undrafted, like, college guy, it's pretty much he's fine,
1: he's fine, he's fine. And there were many years that he just did not make this team, and there wasn't room for him. And in my opinion, if you couldn't make a spot for yourself on this team this year, which he was in and out of the lineup, but still the defense blows. You couldn't find a, You couldn't make a name for yourself on this team this year. Then you're probably not that strong of an NHL player.
0: Well, especially in that early part where Shane Gostasper was out when that was a clear chance to come in and make an impression and really get solidify yourself in the lineup. I mean, Gostasper was out. You've got Robert Haig, you've got uh, uh, Eric Gustafson at the bottom of the lineup, which are obviously not great players.
1: The anti-Gus bus.
0: Yeah, exactly. You've also got a a right-handed shot on a team that is desperately looking for a right-side, right-handed shot defenseman. And he just couldn't really crack the lineup with all of those things in his favor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I he's just a guy to me. I don't care about Mark Friedman. I didn't care when he was claimed. The fact that it was Ron Hextall made me care a little bit, but not enough to get like real up in arms.
0: Oh, yeah. like I was mildly upset about losing a guy for free, and what felt like a little bit of an, uh, an unnecessary loss, because I think the reasoning that Big Al came out and said was that they wanted to bump Nate Prosser up in the rotation, which <laughs> is like right. <laughs> Nate Prosser oh. is basically, he's slightly younger than me, which in hockey terms is 70 years old. And <laughs> he's not, he's not a guy that you really need to like go out on a limb to really bump up in the rotation. You know, it's oh, not, God. you don't have to make any extra circumstances, but if they really felt like, obviously they, they felt that, that, much more strongly about bumping Prosser up than losing Friedman that whatever. But of course, again, he he notched a a goddamn assist in that game. That game was so irritating on on so many levels to me.
1: It was, it was bad. It was bad and not good. Because it it starts off,
0: you get the news that Sidney Crosby's in COVID protocol.
1: Which sounds like this should be a really good omen.
0: I put 15 bucks on the Flyers winning that game when I got that news. I'm like... (laughs) I shouldn't have done that. That was, I I was cursed right there and uh, it sounded like a great omen. And then of course the flyers, I mean, there, it was an okay start, but it just got away from them just so damn quickly as a lot of these flyers penguins games do.
1: Yeah. And it's frustrating because the penguins aren't that good right now. So, you know, you think that this is it, they're they're gonna take back Pennsylvania, and we did that the first two games of the season. We crushed them. And then, and then, last night happened. It was very dramatic. Ah, uh, I am a dramatic person. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> and you know, Travis Konechny comes back from COVID, and everyone that had come back from COVID was just lighting it up, and he did not. So just disappointments across uh, across the fucking whatever find Still a Delaware valley
0: yeah <laughs> across the board i think disappointments across That's the board what is a good term say. yeah
1: well and connect me I, I think he's just
0: it, besides the hat trick game with the giant gritty hat which is amazing and a season highlight he really hasn't done much this year which is just awful because he was the ooh. team's best player in the regular season last year
1: ooh um i don't love that line of thinking um Because I I don't love what he's
0: been putting out there. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm a huge Travis Konechny fan. And when he's at his best, he is drawing penalties. He is scoring goals. Like he's everywhere. And I just, I don't know. I haven't really noticed
1: him this year and that sucks. Um, Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up because I, I get my backup about Travis Konechny because I consider him family.
0: Travis Konechny is a top five, like favorite flyer on this team for me. Like he is, I, I love Travis Konechny and I, I love what he brings to the game. And when he's going, he's a perfect flyer because yeah. he can score. He can piss people off getting, you know, I, I it, nobody talks better trash on this team than Konechny. He annoys the shit out of everybody, but I just haven't, he hasn't been bringing it as consistently this year. And again, there are very extraordinary circumstances uh, for the second year in a you know, we're yeah, second year in a row. I can yeah. go ahead and say that. And yeah. I I do give some guys some leeway for that, but I really would like to see more from Konechny because he is just such a difference maker for this team when he's on.
1: Yeah. So last year he was nearly a point per game player. Um, this year, not quite so much. So out of 13 games, he's got five goals, three assists, so eight points in 13 games. Not great. Not great.
0: Not where I want him to be.
1: but it's
0: As we were saying about Nolan Patrick, it's relatively early, and I think we keep forgetting that because we're used to this point in hockey season being the wind-down period where, okay, we're getting ready for the playoff pushes. I mean, March is playoff push time. Yes. And I think that's where we're all at mentally right now, and it's driving all of
1: us a little crazy. I think you're completely right. This is... We sh- the trade deadline should have happened already. Like we should, we should really be making our our final push for the playoffs around now. We should have our fourth line center, there.
0: our deaf defenseman that we always get at the trade deadline. That everybody's always so monumentally disappointed in.
1: Uh, but that's we should okay. have our this, Nate Thompson. This, this year, we're gonna love the the predator that we pick up. <laughs>
0: that's- I'm loving this Predators fire fire sale right now. I know Eamon's not loving it, but I'm loving it.
1: It's fun for me personally, and that's all I care about. Sorry, (laughs) Eamon.
0: Sorry. You know, Eamon did come through. I've got some notes here uh, on one of the biggest targets from the Predators here. And Eamon did come through with a little little scouting report for us. Of course, he
1: did. He's an angel. It's an angel. I'm ready for it.
0: We're d- oh, you just want to get into it right now? I'm down with uh, that. Oh, we don't
1: have to. I mean, it's I don't want
0: to... You know what? I don't need to talk about this Penguins game anymore. I just wanted to mention one thing on that. Fucking Cody Ceci and Mike uh. Matheson scored in that game. Like, I can take Kasperi Kapanen. I can take Brian fucking Rust, who I can't stand. Because, I don't know, he just sounds like a bench player with that name. But... <laughs> Cody Cece <laughs> and Mike Matheson, who were two guys that when the Penguins signed them... I think Flyers, the the whole Flyers community pretty much raised a glass and and did a toast to them picking up those just shitty players. I think Matheson is more of a mediocre to bad player, whereas CeCe is a flat out shitty player. And of course they scored goals last night. Like that just, what a disaster that game turned into. It's one game, it's two points, but I really was hoping the team would ride the momentum from the Sabres game, would take advantage. You don't want Crosby to be out in COVID protocol. You obviously don't want that. You don't want any of these guys to be getting COVID. But if you're the Flyers and you're the best player who always destroys you on the other side is out, you really need to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah. And they play this stupid team another two times this week. Which which is absurd. I is like, so absurd. Ugh, it just but can't get we, away. Like Crosby should still be out. So that's good.
0: And it's not even Malkin, this thing. Like, ugly-ass Malkin's not even the one in there killing you. It's these guys like Kapanen and Rust and Cody Cece.
1: (sighs) Um,
0: It's all just unfortunate.
1: It is. And you know what else is unfortunate? This is a little bit peek behind the curtain for Broad Street Hockey. We had two people recap the game last night by accident. (laughs) So two of our staff writers had to pay extra attention to that shit game and and then write about it for only one of them to get published and i feel so bad (laughs) that they like it could have been a night off without hockey for some of these for at least one of them but no we had we had two so however bad Your viewing experience was, it was worse for someone else in the Broad Street Hockey. Oh, that's just that's just tragic. Yeah, it was it was a a bad night. (laughs) Awful, 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 awful. All
0: right, let's talk about let's talk about the the main trade target that I think is on everybody's minds right now. Because defense is obviously the Flyers' problem. But, you know, we can always use a sniper 20 on this team because everybody wants snipers. They want people who shoot one of those. But that's not where the focus really should be. Defense is where the focus is and should be. And the Nashville Predators have a prime candidate. He might be the number one trade target out there right now. That's certainly the number one not named Jack Eichel. Matthias Eckholm is the he's pretty much the defensive trade target out there and pretty damn good one from all indications. What I really like about this guy, sadly, he doesn't play the right side. If he played the, he plays the right side sometimes from what Eamon told me, but if he played the right side, it would be just such a perfect trade target that the flyers would be fools to not rush out and, and get him. But still, Top four defenseman. You can't sneeze at that for a team that is struggling uh, defensively like the Flyers. And he's 30 years old. Best thing about him, that cap hit is fantastic. He's got one more year after this, 3.75 mil, which is just a, a fantastic cap hit for a player of this caliber.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good deal, and he's a very good player. And our defense sucks so much, he would make an immediate impact. Even if our defense didn't suck so much, he would make an immediate impact. I would give my entire life for Ekholm on the Flyers. The whole thing. just The whole thing? The whole thing.
0: That's a bold statement, but I'm into it.
1: We already knew the Flyers were going to kill me one day, so let's accelerate the process. And get a good player in return. You yeah, know, I, I don't know who
0: can disagree with
1: that one. It doesn't seem like too much to ask. That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying. That's all I'm saying.
0: Ekholm's 30 years old, 6'4", 215 pounds, left-handed shot, seven points this season, three goals, four assists, and he's been pretty consistent over the last few years at 30 to 40 point range, somewhere around there.
1: Right. And for for a team that really hasn't, been known for much on the offensive side like when Nashville was good they were being carried by their defense like who who do they even have that scores goals right now Matt Duchesne who we hate I hate I've Other dropped
0: Duchesne probably. from two fantasy hockey teams this year so he's not doing very good
1: okay good uh, and they've got Forsberg who you know is good.
0: He's good. He they got him in a very lopsided trade and that's pretty much that.
1: Yeah. But who else who scores for them? Like their defense was their calling card.
0: It's been their calling card for pretty much their entire history.
1: Right. And Eckholm was part of that. So, let's uh bring him home. Pray and him home. bring him home. It's we all time. know Matthias
0: Eckholm uh, famously from the Philadelphia, South Jersey area here
1: from Delco. Yep.
0: From Del- Delco zone. Matthi- Matthias Eckholm. <laughs> Eckholm.
1: It's time. It's something has to be done with this defense because it's, it's atrocious. Yeah. Phil Myers was a healthy scratch the other day. Um, I disagree with it in theory, no, let me let me switch that around. I disagree with it in practice because we have three, four defensemen and the rest of them are potatoes. <laughs> so the fact that you're going to pull a defenseman out and replace him with a potato is a problem.
0: Potatoes. In theory... In,
1: in theory he was playing really poorly. Like, there was absolutely a goal against that he was responsible for in whoever the Flyers played before the Sabres. I can't. Was, it feels oh, it was like the so Rangers. Long oh, it was yeah, the Rangers yeah, 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 yeah. and it was Chris Kreider. Oh, my God. Oh, that
0: Kreider game. That Kreider game was insufferable because it's the same thing as with this Penguins game, except the Flyers won it and actually scored some goals. But the the Rangers' one great player, Panarin, and if you look at the points, the difference between Panarin and the next guy is night and day. And Kreider comes out and scores a hat trick against the Flyers. Like, what What insanity is that?
1: Awful. Awful.
0: I know the play you're talking about, though, where Myers really should have stepped up and just crushed Kreider. Like, I think back to I think it was last season when Myers had that hit on I wanna say it was Oscar something from the the Blue Jackets. And it was the end of the game. It felt like a classic. The Flyers are going to lose this game situation. Or they're gonna they're gonna get it tied up at the end of the game and then lose an overtime kind of thing. And Myers steps up and just crushes this guy on the way to The um, on the way to the net, and like it's the kind of thing I want to see out of the Flyers defenseman. I've wanted to see out of Flyers defenseman for years, and it was such a a great thing to see. And I don't, I'm not sure what has happened in recent weeks. Again, we're talking about like a crazy schedule, so maybe he's worn out or something. But it what he was definitely not with it and laying out those kind of hits in that game.
1: No, and he's six foot five, and he's known to play with an edge like where is that where is that you can you can see him think on the ice and i don't want to see that i don't want phil Myers thinking because <laughs> once he starts thinking and the rocks start tumbling around in there he gets lost <laughs> Rocks.
0: i'm just imagining it like the the lottery ball machine
1: yes except like gravel
0: Oh, so so a cement mixer
1: yes <laughs> that's what phil myers has going on in his skull so shut it down don't think and just hit dudes shut it down gordon ramsay style
0: see i was thinking i was thinking john taffer but gordon ramsay works too
1: oh yeah Taffer. stop
0: trying to think you idiot Oliver Bjorkstrand is who I was thinking of.
1: Ah. Uh, that yeah. is not who I would have said. That's
0: not my first thought either.
1: But good for Phil. Good for Let's Phil. start we... playing some more.
0: I want to see more of that from Phil and that offensive side that we know he has. Like, Phil is... You talk about. I was talking about the upside with Patrick. Phil Myers is a guy who has a tremendous amount of raw talent and upside to me. And I just want to see him play more consistently and get to that peak because I know, I know he's got it in him. I just want to see it more often.
1: Yes, I agree. Our defense is so frustrating. I can't even focus on the problems with the forwards because I'm just so honed in on what is going on with our defense. Like Provorov doesn't look great. He doesn't look like shit, but he doesn't look great. Ghost is, the savior, like pushing thirty, Shane bear coming back is what's it, what has saved this defense, and and I'm using the word saved very loosely because we're still playing potatoes. <laughs> um, I'm loving that potato tra-
0: term. What was that? I'm loving the potato
1: term. I, that's what I decided they are, and I will never think otherwise. That's just what, um. Who even are they? Um, Justin Braun, who actually has looked okay since he came back from COVID, but in my head, he's still a potato. Robert Haig, potato. Oh, um, oh that other guy, Gustafson, potato. Gustafson, who I
0: who's, I was looking at the stats last week, and his offensive numbers, not surprisingly, are very good. He's got yeah. a shocking amount of points in the games he's played, but the the defense is just non-existent and that's his primary position. I think it was Charlie who said that Eric Gustafson is who everybody thinks Shane Goss' Bear is.
1: Yes. That is a great point. Well done, Chuck. Um, no, that's totally it. And like we've seen Shane Goss' despair does do a defense from time to time because he is not as bad as Eric Gustafson. No, no. Like nowhere Eric near. Eric
0: Gustafson is like, he's worse than some of the worst defenders we've seen here in recent years. I and mean, we've seen some lousy ones. I'm looking at you, Andrew McDonald.
1: Mm, I was going to go right to Nick Grossman.
0: Nick Grossman's a great one. Because, I mean, that he's like, whenever you call an NHL defenseman a statue or a pylon, that was Nick Grossman.
1: Yeah. He is what I go to when I when I start thinking about the real dark times in Flyers fan history. It's Nick Grossman. It's it was. I've the definitely got a podcast
0: era where I'm talking about Nick Grossman back in the day, going like, "Well, this might work out," and oh boy, that was not oh, correct.
1: It was just bad from top to bottom. Um, who? Oh, Travis Sanheim. I haven't talked about him yet. He's the last one. I. Love Travis Sanheim, but I still need to see more from him. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on with defense as a whole on this team this year. Like with Gosses bear back, they should have two solid pairs to the point where whoever's on the third pairing shouldn't be able to drag this team down. But what do you think? Like, What the hell is happening there?
0: I have no idea. And the third pairing situation is just untenable. It's just awful.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, Robert Haig is, I know he's everybody's favorite that doesn't like to look at those fancy stats or whatever, but I just don't, I don't know what the hell that guy does back there. I mean, I've talked about this for years at this point where he is recording these hits and I don't see them. (laughs) I don't know where they are. Somebody tell me where the hits are.
1: That's all we're asking for. Where are the hits?
0: Where's the beef? Where are the hits? Give me these two things and I'll be happy.
1: Yeah. No, I don't know where they are either. And they're certainly not coming this season.
0: No, no, definitely not. And like you would think, okay, we have a more defensive minded guy back there in Hague, And you put him with Gustafson who only does offense and maybe they'll balance each other out. And... Instead, it's just a, a complete disaster when you put both of them together.
1: Yeah, it's really, really bad. I I have no answers, but I know that it needs to be solved and quickly.
0: So give me a call tomorrow, is what you're saying. Tomo-
1: as soon as possible. And it's going to cost a lot to get him. It might cost a Morgan Frost to get him. But I'm okay with that.
0: I'm especially okay with that if... I, I, I don't know if he's part of your long-term future. Or not long-term, but at least your your future for a couple years. He's got one year left after this. But one of the big issues I see being brought up with this is the fact that the expansion draft is coming up next year. And presumably the Flyers on defense are going to be protecting Proveroff, Sanheim, and Myers. And you you'd really have to protect Ekholm unless you worked out a specific deal with the Seattle Kraken. So is it worth taking away another forward that you're going to protect to, to make this deal? Or do you trade somebody? I don't know. That might be a potential target. I don't know. It's, it's tough because essentially what you do, if you're not familiar with the, I'm talking to listeners, not you, Steph, you obviously know Um, what you do is you're either protecting eight skaters or seven forwards and three defensemen your choice, whatever you want to do there. And the Flyers pretty much have a set list. There's a great article that Kurt, Kurt wrote last year on this, but the Flyers have to protect Giroux and Kevin Hayes because they have no movement clauses and presumably connect me, obviously, and I would say connect obviously. And then on defense, Proveroff, Myers and Sanheim, which leaves basically one person to protect, unless you really want to get nuts and not protect Myers, which I, personally wouldn't do but who knows maybe you're maybe you're into that maybe you hate phil myers and you don't want to see him there but that would be the presumably top seven there leaving one slot which could be at home, but then you would leave linblom patrick i don't think faraby is a, a a problem here because he is barely under two years correct me if i'm wrong there i'm not sure
1: i Lawton. don't know off the top of my head
0: i don't know i was a little confused on that because he's got like a year and a half in the NHL.
1: I it's pay a... as little attention to the expansion draft as possible until the season's over and I need to worry about it.
0: That's fair. But Farabee, if you have to protect somebody, I'm protecting Farabee all day. Cause that he's dynamite and he's going to be a stud. Totally. Lawton, JVR and Voracek are the, the other players there, which you know, I, I would doubt they're going to protect JVR, or Voracek, uh, it would probably come down to Lynn Blom or Patrick,
1: which sucks because they would both be great assets for an expansion team. I, like I said, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the expansion draft until this season is over and we need to start planning just because, you know, remember Vegas and we were all convinced it was going to be Michael Roffle that they took. Oh, yeah. We were convinced. And then they went and took Pierre-Edward Belmar. Like, there's just no real projecting possible. Um,
0: Now, the only reason it's coming up this year is because it plays a factor. The Flyers are good. Well, the Flyers are good, but also it plays a factor into making these decisions, if you're the GM, of whether, like, okay, this guy's got another year. Do I get this guy and then leave him unprotected or... It it makes these decisions a little tougher.
1: Yeah, but you know, GMs they can they can finagle. They'll figure something out. Whether it costs a first round pick to save Oscar Lindblom or or Nolan Patrick or um, a first round and a third round pick or something, they'll they'll figure it out. And at this point, give away draft picks. I don't care right now. We're we need we're not quite in win now mode, but we're also not not in win now mode. If that makes sense,
0: we're in win soonish mode.
1: We're we're ready to take the next step mode.
0: I'm certainly approaching. Please, for the love of God, don't waste Claude Giroux's career mode.
1: Yes, that's another really good mode to be in. Yeah, I don't know why I said we're not in win-now mode. We are. Like, this team could win it all. We are. We're there. Bring me a good defenseman. Any good defenseman. Anyone.
0: Well, especially if you're going to continue getting the production you're getting out of JVR and Tharabee. I think that's really helping this team a ton. And that's not to say that uh, Claude Giroux and Kevin Hayes are certainly not producing, because they are. Giroux's at nearly a point per game pace and I, I know Hayes is up there as far as the Flyers go in uh in points. He's third Hayes on the Hayes is
1: having such a quietly good season. I
0: really love Kevin Hayes and I will eat my words for years on my initial thoughts on that signing.
1: Me too. Me too. I was very whatever about it and that was dumb.
0: Yeah. No, I, th- I thought it was, uh, I just thought they were kind of throwing money away, and he's been a great locker room presence, a great leadership presence, and the guy produces. He's got seven goals, he's third on the team in goals, he's got 16 points, third on the team in points.
1: hmm
0: And when Sean Couturier was out, nice to have a, a top center in there.
1: It really was nice that we didn't just have to rely on Claude Giroux and only Claude Giroux. <laughs> That's a very familiar tale. Yeah, the, the past rest of my life. <laughs> the
0: past rest of my life.
1: Yeah, I'm dramatic. So what?
0: I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> it. One final, I just wanted to give the full scouting report from, from Eamon on this. Oh, uh, yeah. So Eckholm plays left side, but he's done a bit, a bit of both. He's definitely a top pair guy still and would probably be the Flyers number one as soon as he joined the team. He's coming off an injury, but has four points in his last three games. The thing the fan base seems to be bandying about is he's a black hole. Defensively, Is bullshit. Uh, he's a good two-way guy. Overall, he's what Hague fans think that Bobby Big Hits really is, but even better, and actually good.
1: <laughs>
0: Bobby Big Hits. That's- Bobby Big Hits is a- a- an old fly throwback right there. We've got about a million names for for Robert Haig, though, we got uh, he's the hitman or I think his his fan base is the hitman and uh, Bobby Big Hits. Uh,
1: body Bag Haig.
0: Body Bag. Can't, can't forget Body Bag. Body, body Bag is uh, an old favorite. There's a million nicknames for a guy who I don't even want to see on the ice.
1: <laughs> but he's Oscar Lindblom's best friend.
0: So he's there for moral support, much like Luke Shen.
1: Yes. And Chris Stewart.
0: Yes. do you think the Flyers go out and get the other get TVR because JVR misses his bro
1: You know we had an article about that Thomas wrote it this week about other cheap rental options and TVR was one of the options that Thomas listed and I'm not gonna say that it didn't pique my interest because I was immediately like huh that guy used to be a Flyers killer. Maybe.
0: Hmm. It doesn't could... always work out in our favor getting the killer on this team, though.
1: But if he's a cheap rental option, maybe we should try it.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not totally unopposed to that, given the shape of the defense right now. Hey, and it's always great getting the other brother. I mean, come on. Remember getting Wayne Primo for Keith Primo or Brett Lindros for Eric Lindros? Wait, we didn't do either of those, but...
1: None of those things happened. We got for good reason. We got the bad Shen for the good Shen, except that's still good Shen started playing bad when the bad Shen came over. And let us not forget they both have Stanley Cups now. Oh my
0: god. It pains me.
1: Both of them. Not just the one, both of them. Stanley Cup champions.
0: And Patrick Maroon was there for both championships. (laughs) Yes,
1: he was!
0: (laughs) I just don't understand how this universe works.
1: What a delight. Sigh.
0: Yeah. Steph, one final issue I wanted to bring up today. Fans are going to be allowed back in the Wells Fargo Center. Yes. As of March 7th. Yes. A quick rundown of the things the Flyers have trotted out there to make everybody feel good about this, to make Get people the warm and fuzzies on this tickets will be sold in groups of two or four no odd numbers so sorry for you three-person groups priority wait list they have a priority wait list for that so get on that if you're interested 11 million dollar air filtration system has been put in there. state-of-the-art state-of-the-art hvac system so cool beans uh they got clean teams increased sanitation and cleaning cashless transactions temperature checks for the employees And most important thing, you have to wear one of the following masks. Either standard cloth mask, N95, a replica Garth Snow Goalie mask, a Charlie Kelly style Orange Man full body suit, or I think the preferred option amongst fans, a full gritty mask.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Um. So. Here's I've got a lot of thoughts and they're not quite aligned. So I am very, very nervous about cold weather indoor public settings. I think that it's far too soon, especially in Pennsylvania where the vaccine rollout has been horrific. I I think that it's just, it's too soon for everyone involved. So not just the players who, you know, we're all breathing the same fucking air, state-of-the-art whatever system, HVAC system, or not. New air
0: every 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, you're still breathing the same air. Um the officiating staff, the coaching staff, the concession staff, the um seating attendants. Like it's just there's so much risk. And then there's the fans themselves. And if you're going to have fans in the stadiums, you need to be giving them masks. Like, you need to take that responsibility on yourself. You can't just assume that everyone coming is going to bring their own, law or not. You have to be giving them masks. If you're not Absolutely. doing that, you're being negligent. Um. They should I, I be just, handing them
0: out at the door. You scan your door. ticket. Here you go. Regardless, even if you brought one, hand it to them. Give people right. no excuse.
1: Exactly. And have, like, boxes of disposable ones in the bathroom just in case something happens. Like
0: You can't over-prepare for something like this. You
1: really can't. Like, I, I can't – I, I for, lost my train of thought, but, like, you're drinking at a hockey game. Like, let's say, worst case scenario, you vomit right into your mask. And you need a new one. You need to have them on hand.
0: I hadn't even thought of that scenario. Listen. <laughs> that's
1: that's I'm why not, you're the
0: brains of this operation.
1: I'm not saying it's outside of the realm of possibility. You need; They just need to have extras available at all times. And, and then there's the other thing, like people are going to be drinking and eating, which means taking off the masks, I believe.
0: We saw that a ton in the Pittsburgh game last night.
1: Yes. I believe that they have designated eating and drinking areas. At least they do for media right now. Like you cannot physically be in the seating space if you're drinking and eating. You have to be in the designated area. But that, in my mind, just makes it all the more dangerous because it's all of the people with no masks in a concentrated area. i I just think it's a bad idea right now. I think it's a bad idea. I know they're hurting for money, but it's it's it not feels like an unnecessary risk. yes, agreed. It's just not worth it.
0: no, it's been driving me nuts. i'm I'm in agreement on everything you just said, the cold air, indoors. If this is baseball, football, people are outdoors, okay. I guess so. I still wouldn't go. Like, you really... I'm going to have to get two doses of vaccine before I'll even think about going to a sporting event. That's my personal opinion. I know some people are just raring to get back and... Cool. But I'm not there, and I really think this is just a... A potential fiasco for for everybody, and it just seems dangerous.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm getting the second vaccine this week, and I still, like, even after the two weeks, I still wouldn't go. Because it's just, it's too much of a risk.
0: Yeah, and it just, it sucks, because, you know, you want to see people at the game enjoying themselves, and... I know it's a different atmosphere to have fans there and I know it's better for the player or I, the players like it more. But I mean, it, this confined space, I can't get over this. The Mm-mm. fact that it's indoors, cold air, confined space, it just seems like this could be really bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm worried about it. And I just don't think that it's necessary, especially especially on top of how bad Philly has done getting this vaccine rolled out. I have no idea
0: when I'm getting mine. I just have, I signed up for everything I could to get information on it. No clue when I'm getting it.
1: That's so frustrating.
0: Whereas I, I, you know, I'm not often envious of New Jersey, but right now I'm extremely envious of New Jersey because New Jersey, everybody I know in Jersey has pretty much like, they already have their date lined up. They're ready to go. And I'm sitting here just shrugging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We did things pretty well. I don't know how I got mine as early as I did, because uh, according to all of the official literature, like I'm not high risk, even though like everybody I'm sure everybody listening knows my history. Like I had a stroke. That's scary. Um, But they didn't classify me as high risk. But I got my shot before my father, who's in his 70s with COPD. He's Damn. since gotten it, but I don't know how I ended up on that list ahead of him.
0: Huh. Whatever. I took yeah. it. I mean, whatever. As long as people are getting it, that's all that matters to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think unless you're very old or a healthcare professional, you're probably not getting it anytime soon in the city of Philadelphia. And that, that sucks, but it sucks. Uh, I guess it is what it is. I just, I really hope this doesn't really backfire on the Flyers like because as soon as this was announced they were proudly proclaiming all right we're back let's get people back in there let's all right guys let's I don't know let's be a little safe after all of this the the thing for me it's been a year that we've all been enduring this Mm -hmm. let's not screw it up now especially for people who haven't gotten it already you don't need to go out and get it you don't need to be part of that club nope you really don't. It's not a good club to be a part of.
1: I've heard it actually sucks.
0: And it sucks for a long time, apparently. Maybe even the rest of your life. Who knows? Yeah,
1: yeah. there have been a lot of really scary stories about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I always worry about... I mean, I know a lot of people aren't worried about these rich athletes getting it and oh they're in great shape and whatever but there's been so many stories of guys who just are still who have had it that still are are enduring side effects from it Mm -hmm. or people have lung damage forever and i i it's very scary and i think i just don't think this is the time to throw precaution to the wind and and get back in there but we they're moving forward with it and if you are going Please be safe. Please wear the mask. I have said this a billion times on this podcast at this point, but please do what you can and be safe and take care of yourself. If you, if you do try to go to a Flyers game,
1: wash your damn hands and wear your damn mask and bring some disposables just in case the guy next to you is throwing up into it. (laughs)
0: I mean, for a Flyers game doesn't sound that out of the question. Or somebody fighting and getting your mask
1: ripped off in the course of the fight. Right. These are people who like us, probably haven't left their houses a lot recently. So, you know, things might go down. Just be prepared.
0: Be prepared. Brace yourselves. Alright, Steph. Final final thing for the show here. I have a game for you. And you... You were playing Quizo right before this so you're you're fully in game mode.
1: I am and I fucking rocked Quizo in that round that I was able to play so I'm so ready.
0: Nice. What 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 kind of questions were you rocking in that?
1: Um it was location questions so our host um Mike took pictures from space. Well, not him personally, but pictures from Google. He didn't go up into space? and He did not. Not this time, lazy. Um, He took pictures from Google of places on Earth from outer space, and you had to guess what those places were.
0: Ah. As somebody who works in logistics, I'm impressed.
1: I nailed it. I did so good. Nice.
0: Well, this is not... (laughs) <laughs> this is not location-based at all, so we I was shall see. going.
1: I was going to make a game for you, but then my life got very busy. I was going to do antelope species or um, hockey player.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, I like that. Run that by me next time you're on. Okay. I'm into it.
1: Do not study your antelope species in the meantime.
0: I can almost guarantee you that will not happen. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm my, ready. My game for you. Yeah. Is going to be former flyer or Arcade Fire.
1: Oh no. Oh. Arcade
0: no. Fire is a Canadian indie rock band that's operated since 2000, and the Flyers are a hockey team that's operated since the 1960s. So, because they're a Canadian rock band,
1: there can be some uh,
0: some similar names that oh, have happened.
1: No. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be bad. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. First name. William Butler, Arcade Fire or Former Flyer?
1: Arcade Fire.
0: Correct. William Butler, synthesizer, bass guitar, guitar, percussion, sitar, panpipes, trombone, omnicord, musical saw, double bass, concertina, clarinet, gadolka, I don't know what the fuck that is, backing vocals, 2003 to present.
1: What? That's everything. Yes. He's one-man band.
0: <laughs> one-man band. And the reason I picked Arcade Fire is not only the the Canadian influence, but also they've had like a billion people that have played for this band.
1: Oh, uh, I see. That makes yeah. sense. I've never heard of them.
0: They are an indie band, so that's that's probably why.
1: Yep. If they're not Taylor Swift, I don't know who they are.
0: <laughs> they're not definitely not Taylor Swift. 100%. Okay. Okay. All right, great. Next name. Dave Snuggerid.
1: Snuggerid snooker it sounds like
0: S-N-U-G-G-E-R-U-D. S-N-U-G-G-E-R-U-D
1: how what was that?
0: S-N-U-G-G-E-R-U-D
1: that's that's a that's a Scandinavian that's a flyer
0: yes that is a flyer right wing played 14 games in 92-93 two assists
1: where's he from?
0: oh <sighs> I don't
1: have that, but I will look Sorry. up real quick.
0: No, you're fine.
1: I, ha- I have to know if I'm you have right to about know. him being Scandinavian.
0: Let's see. Is Dave Snugered is, he's from Minnetonka, Minnesota.
1: Oh my, wow. All right. Yeah. I was wrong.
0: Ah, but you got the question right. You're two for but two. You're I doing got great. The
1: point. And that's what matters.
0: That's what matters. That's all that matters at the end of the day is <laughs> if you got the point or not.
1: Like all right nine. next name yeah
0: kimby daniels kimby k-i-m-b-i
1: kimby daniels is an arcade fire
0: incorrect kimby damn. daniels is a flyer center one goal and two assists in 27 games in 91 92 and 90 91 and 91 92 damn it So you are two for three currently. Still doing good. Still doing very good.
1: It's fine. All right.
0: Brendan Reed.
1: Arcade Fire.
0: Yes. Tap dancing, drums, percussion, and vocals on Arcade Fire EP.
1: Is he tap dancing while playing the drums?
0: I would imagine so. That's that's the only way to do it.
1: I need to see that because it feels like performance art
0: it does it definitely does all right next name for you yes doing great so far doing great only miss one tim kingsbury
1: tim kingsbury well see that could go either way huh. Huh. let me timothy hmm. i'm gonna go with arcade fire again three times in a row
0: Okay, well, you are correct. Tim ah! Kingsbury, I thought was going to get you. I thought that was a good one, and
1: that it, is, it was close. That is a but... really good one. It that could have gone in either direction.
0: Bass guitar, guitar, double bass, keyboards, and backing vocals.
1: That's N- definitely not as impressive as tap dancing and drums.
0: That's true. Definitely not. Bruce Hoffert. Flyer. Flyer, correct. Goaltender four zero oh, and three with an eight seven seven save percentage and a three five nine GAA in nine games played in eighty nine ninety and ninety ninety one. Woof. Two more for you. Two more names.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Doing, I'm great. doing great.
0: You're killing it. Stuart Bogie.
1: Uh, Flyer.
0: Arcade Fire. Damn it. Saxophone, clarinet, flute, and keyboards.
1: Ooh. That's fun. Get some woodwinds in there.
0: Got lots of winds, that's for sure. A great deal of wind.
1: I like it. And the keyboard.
0: And the keyboard. Finally, last name here Paul Lawless.
1: Paul Lawless was a former Flyer.
0: Yes, you got that right. Left wing, five assists in eight games for the 87 88 Flyers.
1: Oh, that was far before my time. I tried to get. Flyers fan.
0: Oh, I—I I mean, I might have seen that guy when I was just a, a wee little Steve, but that's—I I certainly would not remember Paul Lawless, who played eight games. I just tried to look for for weird older names that you know might. No, I love it. Way. Yeah,
1: that was good. No, I decided Lawless sounds like a very good hockey name, so obviously he was a hockey player.
0: There were a couple other names I almost threw. At you I almost threw Alex McMaster from RK Fire.
1: I wouldn't at, have gotten that one. Oh, because that, that sounds like a
0: hockey name. That's a, that's a pretty yeah. good one. And then uh, the other one I almost threw at you was Regine Chassain, which, you know, we got a French Canadian name there. It's it's one to consider.
1: Is that Arcade Fire?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Oh, see, I definitely would have said former Flyer. Ah, should have thrown name. it I in there. I absolutely would have.
0: Should have thrown it in there, but oh, well. That's I mean, it was an admirable effort, and you you killed it. You won. You were the victor today.
1: They were all guesses. I did not know anyone for certain. It was all guessing. Oh, that was I fun. I figured. Yeah. That yeah. was a good time. Um, yeah, I, we could do antelopes and hockey players, but um, it, it'll take some finagling. Okay, well, we'll give you it,
0: a couple weeks before you're back on the rotation. and then It uh, would you, just be finagled. like
1: last names of players because I can't be like...
0: Claude Giroux or
1: <laughs> Or Anton Bushbuck. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just exactly.
1: make up a first name. It it would it would take some finagling, but
0: I think last names is perfectly appropriate.
1: Or team names? Hmm. I don't know. I'll I'll have to decide.
0: It would have to be minor league team names because oh, I, yeah. I, I I you know I know the NHL names pretty good
1: or well. like european leagues.
0: Oh, that's that's a good one right there. Yeah. European team name or I don't Antelope know. Every species. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ice Garden. Did
1: you All say right, Ice the- Garden?
0: I did. Ice Garden. That's uh, the polar bear team that the Briere and Giroux played for during the, oh, the last hockey. Oh,
1: oh, 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 yeah. I thought you were, you were talking about our women's hockey site. I'm like, why is that oh, happening? No.
0: I mean, if you want to plug the women's hockey site, I'm all for it.
1: It's called the Ice Garden, and it's good. And I don't know what's happening in women's hockey right now, but... There was a whole bar stool situation, and that was really shitty and not fun.
0: No, no, definitely not fun and extremely shitty.
1: Yeah, February. I went through a war in February, I believe.
0: It wasn't it's a month to forget.
1: It was, yes, please, as soon as possible. As soon as possible,
0: I will drink to that. Ugh. Well, that's all we got, and it was plenty for you folks. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on Twitter. Steph, I'm sure everybody's following you already, but where can people find you on Twitter?
1: I am at StephaliciousD. Wonderful. Oh I, just, oh, I thought I lost you for a second, but apparently I did not, so that's good.
0: That's good. I took a swig of tea. That's where I was.
1: Oh, no, my computer told me I lost the connection, so... You know, I'm still here. Great. We're just doing great. We're
0: doing um, great. We're terrific.
1: I am at StephaliciousD. D um you can find me more regularly on bsh radio but even that has been spotty lately because i have been through a war um but that's where i'm usually at um where else can you find me that's pretty much it on sb nation i get my hands into a little bit of everything yeah yeah that's plenty they don't don't need to find you anywhere else that's good enough that's it that's it. Don't find me anywhere else. Just don't, my Twitter. Please, for the love of God, do not. For the love of God. Um, but also, my Twitter's a hot mess. So if you don't follow me, that's fine. No hard feelings.
0: I could not agree more with that <laughs> sentiment right there. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can follow me at Flyperbole or at EsteBomb, But if it's for hockey, you should really just follow Flyperbole. And follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, and be sure to listen to all of the great podcast offerings we have on Broad Street Hockey. There are so many and they are so great. All right, folks, that's all we got for you. Thank you so much for listening. Wear a damn mask, wash your damn hands. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and
1: good hockey. Oh, wow. Oh, am I supposed to wow? Wow.